Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Ladies and gentlemen, our next guest is Anne Macaulay Leduc. She's a retired RN and a nurse practitioner who has been certified in adult medicine. With 43 years of a medical experience, she also has a BSc, a BS in business administration and an MS in nursing. She has written a book called Personal Health Organizer, which was a 2020 winner of the Independent Press Award as a distinguished favorite in the caregiving category. Welcome, Anne. Well, thank you, Dr. Leica. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Tell me, how did you get on this journey? Which one? (laughs) Well, you know what we talked about. Yeah, Yeah, the medical journey is easy. I was made to be a nurse. The book uh, came because my husband uh, had a bad accident and he was in the trauma unit and they, they didn't have his medical records. And they looked to me for the answers and I was totally a basket case and couldn't answer their questions. And I said at that point that I needed a cheat sheet. So I wrote the personal health organizer for myself to write down all his medical and my medical so this wouldn't happen again. And then people said, I want that. (laughs) And I said, you need it because we all forget. Well, we all forget. And medicine is an imperfect specialty. You know, it's an imperfect thing. And without knowing a person's past, we doctors make errors. You know, we only can figure out what to give people as drugs or treatments, because we know what has gone wrong with them and what's gone right with them in the past. Isn't that right, Anne? Yes, that is right. In fact, your family history is so important that I always urge people to get that information while the people are still alive. I mean, to be blunt about it, so you can get the history, write it down, and pass it on to your kids it it matters a lot these days. Now, why should we keep our own records of medical information? Isn't it out? Uh, doesn't your doctor have a copy of it? He does. Uh, sometimes their systems are not as up to date. Say you see a consultant and the consultant's information isn't there. When you get there, you need to be able to provide that information. And people make mistakes. We're all human. And the information isn't always correct. And it matters. You know, our health, our health matters. It's, it's what makes a fantastic life, right? (laughs) Our health. Yeah. And you know, things have gotten easier with people like you writing books on how to do it and, and having a personal organizer, because that makes you think of all the variables that are there. 
Yes, yes. Sometimes people are intimidated with books and they say, oh, my gosh, it's too much to do. But my recommendation is just start today and go forward and then backlog it as you have time. Don't think of it as one big thing. Just start it today and put down what you do at your next office, visit your next diagnosis, whatever it is, and then you'll fill in your your past surgeries, your past diagnoses, all of them, and just fill it out as you can. Get a get a cup of tea and sit down and do a little bit once a week, and um, and then you'll be done. And then you just keep it up, and, and it'll be there. If people don't know, there's also an app on iPhones called Help, and ah. you can put all your data in your iPhone so you have it right in front of you. Yep. Yep. That's a great thing to have. The thing with a book is that your other family members will have access if you're not able to uh, share it at the time. And I've had that in my life personally with my brother. The kids would need that if they become caregivers. It it becomes makes life easier for them. And it's all up to date. So I think both is good. Exactly. I, I think you uh I, I think you got it right in hand there. Having two records are better than uh, than one. And having yes. one on your phone is not perfect. So I suspect you know you should have copies of your stuff in your glove box of your car, any place that you're going, because what happens if the life uh, the internet's down? What happens if if you drop your phone? and it's wet and doesn't get things done that day. What happens if your phone goes down? Yep, exactly. So you think that's a lot of work, you know, but, uh, you know, your homework, your health homework, it's um, it's, it's your health, it's your life, it's uh, advocating for yourself and your family that's so necessary today. Exactly. Okay. At a minimum, which health information should you keep in your personal written records? Well, we all know we need our medications and the doses. Those That's a given for everybody because that's the first question they ask you when you go anywhere. And then you'll need your allergies with reaction because, say, we need to order an antibiotic for somebody. Sometimes we're out of options, and we need to make that decision on what somebody's reaction has been. You'll need your immunizations, especially now with COVID. We all need to keep track of everything. And uh, your family history, which is becoming more and more important because your some of the tests you have, depending on what your family history is, we may order those tests earlier, like your colonoscopy, everybody's favorite. And then you'll need a list of your medical diagnoses and surgeries. And sometimes this seems so basic but even I, a provider, have forgotten to give some of my medical diagnoses when I go to fill out those forms. So we all can make mistakes. And just to have all that information at your fingertips makes life so much easier and safer. Yeah, exactly. So how can you get the best results from a medical appointment? The biggest thing is speak up. I say that because people sometimes are very reluctant. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. And 
even hospitals are saying patients need advocates these days when you go to the hospital. They're they're pushing for that. So go in with your questions written down. Stick to the topic. Don't get chatting because you only have your 10, 15 minutes. You could chat away for the doctor just on life and it's fun, but your time is going to run out. Stick to the point. Ask your questions. Write down the answers and say, hang on a minute. I got to write this down if you need to. You'll get home and you'll say, gee, what did he say? It can be overwhelming. Write it down. And then if you have your information with you in your personal organizer, you bring it to your appointment. You can compare it to their records and you have it for your reference and things go smoother. How often should you update your records, Anne? Well, every time you go to the doctor, go home and write down. If he gives you a new diagnosis, if he, a new medication change, whatever brought you there. If it's a routine physical, it, that doesn't really matter in the long run. What this book, like my book and this kind of organizer, it's the main things in your health that are going to last a lifetime. So you want to put down the main diagnoses and if you had an x-ray and they'll ask, you know, people will forget if you had a CAT scan, why did you have it? What little tips, and this is important, what tips are pertinent to you for that condition that day? Because those are the things you're going to forget. Real quick, like my husband needs a certain instrument for anesthesia to put the breathing tube down him for surgery. And I write that it's in his book and it's in my book. So I remember to tell the doctor because anesthesia has said to me since, thank goodness you told us we did need it. And we don't have that readily available all the time. That kind of tip, it's special to me. It's special to him. And that does last a lifetime. Does that make sense? Oh, exactly. And, and yep. you know, you'd be surprised that, you know, even going on an airplane, you're going to be scanned by uh a machine. And if you don't tell people that you have a hip replacement, that could be an issue when you go through that machine and the machine runs or it rings. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Dates. They're always asking for dates for surgery. They're asking for dates for this. So if you start your book and you can put in the dates and keep the dates going, that's very helpful because you know, they're going to ask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. This fall, I broke my ankle. And, ah. you know, the problem with these days and ages is you lose track of time. And you think it happened on one date and it happened on another. So I went to see the physiotherapist and the physiotherapist asked me when it occurred. Now, I saw the physiotherapist in December and I said, well, it happened in November. And then she looked back and she looked at the x-ray and no, it was way before it had happened in October. So, you know, we lose track of time in this day and age because with COVID and all these other things, there's no reference points. Yes. Yes. And our memories, our memories, our memories forget. Yeah. I broke my ankle. I can't tell you the year I have to look it up. Yeah. And, and, you know, our memories are, change with the times they can actually we can actually think things in a different way than they actually happened yeah yeah and you know it's not that you get old and lose your memory we all have memory problems through our life we all forget things 
So we all need to have little reminders, little written reminders. That's a good thing. Do you have a list of questions you should ask a medical professional? I do. I do. I have um, a handout for 12 questions that I have on my website. And uh, the website is personal-health-organizer.com. And anybody can go there and download those. It's uh, 12 questions divided into category of medications, diagnosis, and illness. So they're kind of specific to those uh, three categories, and they're very helpful. And say one example is under diagnosis. Ask your doctor, can you simply explain my diagnosis? That's a tough one because many diagnoses are covered in big terms that are three miles long. You, you know, I, I I always find a diagnosis should be in 25 cent words rather than $3 words because it's so much better and so much easier for the patient to understand. Yes, exactly. Uh, when I was a nurse, the doctor would come in, talk to the patient and say diagnosis and all. And then the doctor would leave and the patient would turn to me and say, what did he say? And I thought, yeah, you know, it's it's true. Simple is better. And I think all us medical people sometimes do talk a different language. So for a patient to say, can you explain simply? And what do you mean by that? That's a good question for them. Yeah. You know, I was a dermatologist and all dermatology terms seem to have three big Latin terms all stuck together that are almost impronounceable to the patient. So it often took, uh, you know, I always spent time and explained that to people, but I was always surprised how other doctors did not. Yeah. Yeah. Dermatology is an animal of its own. I would not pronounce them. (laughs) I would simply refer people out to you. (laughs) Uh, can you give us a couple more from your list? Because we have a bit of time, Ann. Sure. Yep. I think when you're ill, some of the things are, how long is the typical recovery? Because you may not, you make a home and not know. And as the weeks and weeks go on saying, gee, I'm still recovering. Is this normal or not? So just to get an idea, even though everybody's different, you kind of have an idea of how long uh, the flu is going to last or, or whatever it is. And, and let me go into that in a bit more depth. A sure. friend of mine just had a metastatic carcinoma diagnosed and he went through chemotherapy and he didn't respond completely. So now he's going through immunotherapy and the, one of his doctors wanted to give him morphine every hour by the hour. And he said, you know, I'm having very little pain. Why do you want to do this for me? And the doctor said, well, you only have two years to live. Don't you know how bad your diagnosis is? And and my friend had to literally give that doctor hell saying, what do you mean? Don't you believe in a positive attitude and how it changes things? And why do you want to snow me with morphine when I'm not having pain? He said, thank you very much for your consultation. I'll check with you when I have pain. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, there was a lot of assuming going on there. And really, 
questions. Well, the word, the word yeah, good. means ass of you and me. And it, yeah. it's, a, it's a bad term because That's many true. people do not get that. And doctors are, are have the same problems. Other, you know, they make assumptions. They do, and you know, they they only can know what they know. So a pain doctor is there to relieve pain. Mm-hmm. You know, not a good thing for a person who's not having pain. Yep. Yeah. Here's another quick question for you. Given your example, what can I do to hasten my recovery? Yeah. You know, and and this is where patients can help themselves, because Mm -hmm. if patients have a positive mental attitude, if patients really keep that mental attitude going, if they learn proper techniques like meditation and, and have faith in a higher being and have all the things that go forward, if they give gratitude for every day they have, if they literally live a life of gratitude and do nice things for other people, not only for themselves, that's how they have to literally move forward because that's how you can hasten your recovery. Yeah, exactly. Okay, what's another question, Ed? Um, Under illness, since we're on that, it would be, is there anything I should refrain from while I'm ill? Sometimes, you know, you don't exactly know when you can drive safely, depending on what you have wrong. And you don't want to assume you can assume again. Um, so to ask, you know, what can I do? What can't I do? That that and, reminds me of an old Jack Benny joke. Jack Benny went to see his doctor and he said, uh, could I play the violin after I had this illness? And the doctor said, of course. And Jack Benny said, well, I never could play it before. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I like that. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, very good. So, I should well, put that one need, on my list here. <laughs> and this is another thing that you have to realize is you need to approach the world with a sense of humor because humor is so important. Laughter is so important. If you're not laughing every day, you got to be having it. Like my friend that has that cancer wrote me the other day. He listened to my my syndicated podcast and he said, I have a great guest for you. I said, who? He said, Putin. I said, Putin. he said, yeah, you would be a great guest. And I said, yeah, and I can interview him in Ukrainian. Yes. <laughs> you recover from your illness right that's right so (laughs) you can get the other perspective that's right yes very good yes as i say you got to think of life as a as little funny things otherwise we'd be crying all the time yeah and humor is the thing we can hang on to i've seen that in my practice as a nurse and a nurse practitioner it's really what helps people at the beginning and the end And this show is called the How to Live a Fantastic Life Show. How do you live a fantastic life? Well, I do practice what I preach, and that is health. I I aim for personal health, and I encourage others to aim for personal health and to help their families in health. Because you can have a lot of money, but you can't buy health. But if you have your health, you can go out and earn a lot of money. Health is the basics for everything. And what is health to you? Health. Well, let's see. It always starts January 1st when I renew my uh, 
health roles, let me put it that way. But all year long, I do try to eat better, eat well, exercise, and laugh, like you say. Enjoy, enjoy life. And I think of every day as a gift. I truly do. And um, I've taken care of a lot of sick people. And uh, health is everything. So that's my goal, you know, to stay healthy and spread the health message. How do you recommend our 4 million listeners have a fantastic life? Well, with the New Year's right around the corner, it's we can renew ourselves. And the thing is to... Uh, Go slow and start with lower goals and take your time through them. And does that make sense? It's how we it's how we order pills. We always order a lower dose and we take our and let them be the patient be on the pills for a while. Go slow. And if you do that with your change of habits in your food, your exercise, you'll improve and sustain. If you try to do everything all at once, you'll fail. You'll stop. We've seen the statistics on that. So start low, go slow. I would recommend people actually renew themselves every day. And the simplest way to do that is to have to say three things you're grateful every morning and three things you're grateful that happen to you every day. Hmm. I, you know, I like that. I think I I think I could start that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think the best yeah. way to do that is to write a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. And don't cheat. Write three different things all the time. Mm. And they can be big or small. I mean, mm-hmm. suppose you find a penny on the street. Why don't you give thankfulness for it? Suppose there's a beautiful sun a, a, a beautiful sunrise. Give thanks for that. You know, it's been frightfully cold in my area and the sun has something called sun dogs around it. And they're like little rainbows because of the ice crystals around it. Well, we must be one of the few places in the world that gets ice crystals like that. Now, Canada is one of the few places that gets hoarfrost on its its trees, which is like little spicules of frost everywhere on the tree. And it's like a we get that when a fog comes in and it literally freezes on the trees. So again, surprising, amazing beauty that we get in the heart of very cold weather. Hmm. Well, you know, I think sometimes we notice things, but we don't give gratitude for them. Yeah. And and this is why I I challenge people to start this gratitude exercise so that they can open their eyes to gratitude. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Thank and, you, doctor. <laughs> you know, one of the things I like to do is teach. And uh, that is one of my fortes. So this is why I teach everybody who comes on the show, some little golden pearls of wisdom. And, and this is what I do. So, Anne, how can people get in touch with you and find out more about you? Well, my book is on Amazon. And the way to find it 
and I have things written on the Amazon pages, you know how you fill those out, um, would be to type in personal under books, personal, and then Anne, A-N-N-E, and my book will pop up because my name is very long and it's very difficult to remember and uh, they'll never find me. (laughs) And then they might go again, go to my website if they want there's information there. So those two things I'd say. Yep. Good, good, good. And thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for, for being part of this year. And I wish you the best in 2023 and all years going forward. Well, thank you, Dr. Leica. I, um, I'll take that prescription from you <laughs> for happiness and gratitude and uh, the same to you. Thank you very much for having me as a guest. You're welcome. And ladies yeah. and gentlemen, we thank Anne for all the golden pearls she shared. And if you would like more golden pearls, go to my website and get a golden pearl a week. Sign up for it because it will change your life if you let it. Dr. Alan Leica here, and I want you to have a fantastic day. Bye for now. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Leica's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day. Fantastic day.